We need to do a show. It's 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, and we have a room full of awesome people hanging out in the Major Spoilers Discord, the secret Discord that's only available to our patrons who subscribe to patreon.com slash majorspoilers. They get to come in every week and listen to a little pre-show. This week we were talking about uh, site back-end stuff, uh, as well as uh, people who yell at clouds. And so it was a wonderful time, and we're happy to have everybody here. Uh, This week on Dueling Review, overwhelmingly, the vast majority of all of our patrons voted for us to review Cowboy Bebop number one from Titan Comics. Uh, This is by Dan Waters with art by Lamar uh, Mathurin, um, or Mathurin. Uh, Forgive me if I'm mispronouncing your name incorrectly, but this series, it's a limited series. I want to say it's only like four issue miniseries, something like that. Um, But this is a series that is based on the Netflix series Cowboy Bebop, which Mm -hmm. itself is based on the anime series Cowboy Bebop. So it's kind of like when Titan Comics used to do the uh, graphic novel English adaptation of the Japanese manga adaptation of the Sherlock Holmes BBC series, which was originally adapted from the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle books. So I'm already busy. Yeah, as we start to go down that line, we get further and further away from originality, from the original, right? So for those people that are coming in thinking that, oh man, this is uh, the anime series in comic book form, it is definitely not that. It features Spike Spiegel, it features Jet Black, it features Faye Valentine. Uh, This is obviously an event that happens inside of the television series. It doesn't happen outside of season one because we all know what happened at the end of season one because everybody watched that show. And so this is a bounty that the three of them are trying to track down someone who has obviously has a bounty, but apparently he has a vest that manipulates luck and gives him good luck. So if he jumps out of a window, 20 stories up, something is going to prevent him from dying if he wants to win at gambling, he's going to win at gambling, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, people are after him, including our three heroes. Right. That's what you need to know. Oh, also, um, uh, Vicious and his mob are also after this guy because apparently he stole the technology. Uh, he was working on the technology for them and then decided to steal it from them. So there you go. I think that's everything you need to know about this series or mm-hmm. about this issue. So what did you think, Matthew? Did you watch the Netflix uh, Cowboy Bebop series? I did not. How come? Um, Have you ever watched the anime Big Bebop series? I've seen a few episodes of it here and there, but I don't think I've, you know. It's one of those things that, like so many things, I'm I'm aware of the basic premise, and I know the characters, and I know the whole setup, but I think I've probably seen, you know, maybe two, two and a half, three episodes. I've seen the whole episode where they're all on drugs. Um, so that I know because one of my coworkers at the comic shop insisted that I had to see the whole episode where they were all on drugs. And, you know, you catch it on Toonami here and there, just bits and pieces. But, you know, it's one of those shows that, uh, 
I'm aware of, but I've never had that immediate, yep, definitely need to watch this. And, you know, when you are like, hey, there's this adaptation of a cartoon that you've seen a little bit of the time, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll put that on my list of things that at some point I may bump into. Well, uh, my feeling on the subject is you should probably not watch any other new shows until you've watched the Cowboy Bebop anime series. It you can I'm get through a it. Whole season behind on Doctor Who. Yeah, that's okay. I, Just I you know, you're you're like ten, almost twenty years behind on Cowboy Bebop. So stop. You know, go and watch Cowboy Bebop or first, and then after you watch I all that, five years ahead on the revamp. No, uh, you're not. Uh, you can get in and you can watch that whole thing, and then you can then your whole next week will be nothing about. Oh my gosh, this is the greatest anime in my entire life. How come I have never watched this before? How come people weren't telling me to stop everything I was doing and watching this? So that's, that's the reaction you're going to have after you watch. Uh, You've been telling me series. for 10 years to watch Cowboy Bebop. I know. And you don't listen. And so your life is full of less joy. You know what else is or, makes your life full of less joy? Reading this that? comic. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you because. The things that you, and honestly, we, we read Cowboy Bebop for the Major Spoilers podcast. We did some Cowboy Bebop somewhere along the line. I swear to you, we did. Or maybe we did Cowboy Bebop episodes? Rodrigo and I did, did Cowboy Bebop episodes. Okay. I have, in some way, consumed Cowboy Bebop for major spoilers review. I'm almost certain of it. And I will tell you this, the things that I know about Cowboy Bebop don't necessarily show up in this issue. I mean, this feels like it could have been a James Bond issue uh, from Titan. You know, they also had that James Bond license, or it could have been any kind of you know, quasi under the table detective thing. It could have been in, in some ways a Harry Dresden story, or, you know, you could have done this with Anita Blake. And I'm, I'm trying to look at this and say, what of this really screams out that it's a cowboy bebop story or what of this is like, well, and again, that friends and yeah. So this is, this is very much a cowboy bebop vibe, right? So this mm -hmm. is, in fact, when I first read this, I thought maybe Titan in the first, you know, sequence, I mm -hmm. thought maybe they were adapting the television series because the very first episode of the Netflix series takes place as uh, Jet and Spike are trying to uh, take a bounty out on a guy in a casino and then phase there. And I'm like, well, maybe they're really loosely adapting another episode that had to do with a poker chip that had, uh, technologies, espionage stuff in it. And I just couldn't figure out what they were doing. And then I realized, Oh, this is a new story. So this does feel very much. Here's a guy we're after. There's a bounty. He's trying to get away. Shenanigans happen. We're broke. We're hungry. Now suddenly things get a little bit more complicated. So it does feel very much like a, a, a cowboy bebop story. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The problem that it doesn't feel like well, it doesn't, uh, not that it doesn't feel like Cowboy Bebop. The problems where this issue falls into is that it's, and again, I don't know how all the licensing worked on this deal. Mm -hmm. It's that they're trying to adapt the, or they're trying to tell stories in the Netflix universe. And I think that that's the problem because unfortunately 
the Cowboy Bebop Netflix series was not hailed for the great wonder that it was, even though I thought it was a very solid series, it was not hailed as the wonder that it, that it could have been or should have been, um, because it wasn't a direct adaptation of the, the anime, which it never should have been from the beginning. But Mm -hmm. I think the fact that they're trying to rely on the stylings and looks of the characters from the Netflix series I think mm-hmm. is what hurts the overall story, because if you're going to look at a cartoon version of Spike Spiegel, then we probably should have figured out a way to get the anime likeness rights or something or other <laughs> uh, along that way. I think that that's what throws it off, because we can look at a live a- a live action adaptation of Faye Valentine and go, OK, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when we're turning that back into a cartoon, take a cartoon, go to live action, back to cartoon again. It's like one Mm -hmm. of those weird AI paintings where something just doesn't look right. And I think that's my problem is there's something that just doesn't look right about this issue story really fine. Some of the action stuff and some of the comment stuff and some of the dialogue stuff from these Mm -hmm. characters I think is fine, but there's something inherently off, especially when you look at punch and Judy, um, which are more a direct reflection of the anime series than Mm -hmm. the, than the live action series. And then you put that right next to, uh, the live action characters in comic book form. And it just, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. Now, do you think that this spike is supposed to be drawn to look like John Cho? Yes. That's, that's what I'm saying is this is supposed to be John Cho. I don't feel that though. Yeah. That's, that's what it's supposed to be. And that's why, that's why it feels wrong and off. Sure. Like the art germ cover, I can definitely see John. And there are points, you know, if you look at some of the other covers, but in the interior art, I almost, I I don't see anything that says to me that this is trying to draw John Cho. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not as familiar with the other actors, so I couldn't tell you whether or not the actor playing Vey or the actor playing Jet, you know, is in these, but it does not feel to me like if they were shooting for trying to draw John Cho, that they succeeded. Even if they're not trying that, to draw, draw John Cho, the fact that you yeah. know, maybe they don't have likeness rights or whatever, the fact that they're dressing them in the exact costumes, especially Faye Valentine, right. Faye Valentine from the, the anime series to the live action series is a very mm-hmm. different costume. And the fact that they're bringing that costume and the other costumes uh, into this is it, it just the, the art is the worst part of this entire book. I hate to say it but the Mm -hmm. art is the worst part of this entire book. I know that they're trying to go for a noir vibe and they're trying to make uh, this uh, feel dark and gritty, but the flat colors and the, the art itself just does not work for this story, uh, Mm -hmm. for this universe, for this property. And that's unfortunate because this has the bones of being something. Uh, Right. You know, I think, when you, when we finish the entire arc, and again, I think it's four issues when we finish the entire arc, I think we're going to look at this and we're going to go, Oh, this was a really cool story. I wish the art had been better. See, I, I don't necessarily mind the qualities of the art itself. I do agree with you that the art and the coloring are not on the same page well i mean literally they're on the same page but i don't feel that you know tonally they they are working together i like the general color palette i like the especially when they're inside the casino 
and you have the bright oranges and the purples and you're like, okay, they're under weird lighting and all these things are flashing. And, but you get to a point where, oh, they leave the casino and you still have this wild coloring. And I'm like, what are they trying to do? I mean, is this kind of a, are they trying to give us a, a really neon kind of uh blade runner vibe which well but see that's be also fine not, but that but that's not the yeah. way the world of cowboy bebop has been yeah has been and set that's up. not how the art is presented either there's a and sequence in fact, where I'm they're not... clearly standing on a dark uh like a on a dark road and somebody's on a payphone but there's these big you know yellow and green and what well what I'm presuming are green, these big yellow and green and blue splotches in a sequence that's supposed to be darkness. I mean, it's clearly drawn as darkness and it has these big splotches of color. And I'm yeah, like, what? I think, I think what one of the that? weird things that also complicates this is that mm-hmm. this first chapter takes place on Mars and everything that we've seen anytime that they are on Mars mm-hmm. in the cowboy bebop universe it's not a wet, rainy environment. It is usually mm-hmm. a dry environment or a clear environment. Uh, it could even be a little bit of a dusty environment, but not a wet, uh, as you said, um, uh, Blade Runner-esque environment. Yeah. And so it, it, yeah, I just, I just really don't like the art in this at all. I, well, and, and it may just be, as you said, the coloring, uh, I, mm-hmm. I can see that it's a very stylized art, right? Uh, everything mm-hmm. is very angular. It feels like a late sixties, early seventies stylings that you might see in magazines and advertisements. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem very, very is European kind of fail. Well, yeah. And then Titan comics is, is, uh, mm-hmm. out of the UK, but the problem is then that art style that I'm picturing in my mind, again, late sixties, early seventies, Right. has a coloring style that is doesn't stay within the lines and often goes outside the lines a lot. And this stays in the lines. So that also complicates what my expectations of the aesthetic are. And then it, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. Uh, I, I also think that unfortunately the art style with them trying to do noir with mm-hmm. a lot of heavy blacks And then just, you know, flat color on top of heavy blacks is what this art is. Um, when you get into certain pages where things are supposed to go from panel to panel, it can oftentimes be difficult to see the flow of some of the action, uh, on the pages because these panels are so muddy and murky and blending in together. And the, the Mm -hmm. way that, uh, in some cases it looks like panels are supposed to be overlapping other panels. And when you've got dark bleeding into dark in an overlapping panel it's hard to say oh is this a different panel or what's going on so i just i just have issues with the art from top to bottom i i don't have a a problem at all with the story um Mm -hmm. i think the story's fine i think it's interesting i want to know more about this luck vest i want to see if the crew gets a hold of the luck vest i want to see that moment that we always have in a cowboy bebop episode where the guy's luck runs out um Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm down for the story I just can't stand the art. I'm looking right now and I'm, I'm just kind of scrolling through screenshots from the cowboy bebop anime. Mm-hmm. And I cannot imagine. Uh, first of all, I absolutely agree with you that the transition from anime to live action to comic book has been mishandled here because I feel like you could have gone with 
something, you know, not even necessarily costume wise, but something that's more thematically similar to the anime when you're actually drawing well, the comic. And that, although, and, it, and that again, I think has to do with some rights issues and everything because the Netflix yeah. series is totally separate from the anime series. Um, yes, the same themes and a lot of the same storylines are there, but the order in which things happen and the way the, the story is told and manipulated, it's like a rebooted update of, you know, the, the original anime series. So what Netflix did and what I like about the Netflix series is that it is its own thing. It is, it is not, it's not being, a it's not, you know kowtowing to fanboys who say we need a direct shot for shot uh, adaptation of the anime and live action. And if you don't do it, you suck. Netflix was like, and the creators were like, no, what we're going to do is we're going to take the themes and ideas and some of the plot point stuff. And we're going to tell our own version of this, which is fine. Mm -hmm. So that means that the Netflix series is its own universe and its own thing. This comic book series is set in that Netflix universe. And so we have to separate it from the anime style. But as I mm -hmm. said, and you've, you've repeated the jump from anime to live action back to anime is throwing a, a disconnect in here in, in a way yeah. that I don't think fans who see cowboy bebop comic books, fans of cowboy bebop are going to look at this and go, Oh yeah, cowboy bebop and instantly think anime and then pick this up and go, Oh, wait a minute. Do you think that this would be more successful if it was like a, like a Charlie Adlard kind of, uh, more, live action more true to the you know the character likenesses or the reality like you know an x-files adaptation or, or like one of the a star Zena trek comics. yeah the star treks are are wonky um but yeah i'll give you that like the the recent idw star treks okay i'll give you something that you know they're clearly trying to draw the same thing that you've seen on the screen rather than you know the highly stylized stuff do you think it would be more successful for you as oh, if it was more realistic of the, of the TV uh, show. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I, okay. uh, so if you look at the pages with punch and Judy and they're talking about the Melville bounty mm -hmm. punch is literally lifted from the anime. Judy is pretty close to being lifted directly from the anime and granted mm -hmm. punch and Judy in the live action were doing their best to be lifted from the anime as well. So I can see that that line and that translation from a to B to C, uh, being a little bit more on the nose, which is mm -hmm. also frustrating then, because then that means that somebody obviously has never seen John Cho before and has done a really poor adaptation of him. <laughs> if that's what they're doing and they, they can't even mm -hmm. say, well, it's part anime, part John Cho, because it's not that either. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I want something with a little bit more depth uh, in this. I think if it, I think if there had been more, uh, shading, if this didn't look like a uh, Frank Miller Sin City, but with a lot more color in it, I think I would probably like it a lot more. Um, but mm -hmm. there's no shading anywhere in here. Everybody is just flat, flat colors. Uh, you might have some transitions uh, in accents from colors on a wall, like it might start on a bright orange and then transition to a light yellow, but you can see that actual line. It's it's just wonky and it doesn't work. And you just have these flat blacks everywhere. I just, it just doesn't, yeah. doesn't, doesn't work. I mean, it, it feels very Euro comic-y, uh, you know, and that's not to be a slam on no. Euro comics, but it has that very distinct feel. 
And we've seen this before in other Titan comics, like the, the Minky Woodcock stuff. We've seen that with mm-hmm. some of the hard case crime stuff. Um, we've yeah. seen that in, you know, just a lot of other things that, that Titan has released, but I just, I just, I, again, I would yeah. read it, this without a problem if the art was better or more to my liking, I should say. If the art was different, not even necessarily a question of, I mean, this is unsuccessful art. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Absolutely. I think that it's fun art, uh, but it's also something by itself. That, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily, it, it doesn't necessarily fit the story being told. Right. And I don't think that the coloring fits the art. So I feel like if, we've got three interesting takes that just yeah, yeah. merge very badly. If we look at, if we, so yes, you're right. The art and the story don't jive. Mm-hmm. But if you look at and you go with the the philosophy of every frame a picture in in film and you say mm-hmm. every panel a picture here and you remove all the word balloons and you just look at the art for what it is out of the context of this being a space cowboy uh, noir, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, um, bounty hunter story, mm-hmm. the art by itself and the coloring with it. I think works if you just look and examine every panel individually, right? So if you look at that sequence where, where Jed is talking to the old woman on the, um, on the porch mm-hmm. and you just look at every single panel by itself. Yeah. Those are some really, that's some really solid art. And you can tell even without looking at the word balloons, you can tell what is going on in the story. You may not necessarily know what, you know, what's the context, but you can see Here's a guy hanging up the phone, talking to a woman. They're having glances and exchanges with one another. The dogs are obviously getting along. There's something about that. There's some smiling. It, it just works really, really well as here's two people having a connection in a world that looks like people are not supposed to make connections. And from that standpoint, you're like, oh, wow, every single panel looks great. But then you're like, hey, by the way, this takes place on Mars and these guys are bounty hunters and, um, you know, this is set in the future. And then you're like, no, this art does not align with any of that at all. Agreed. So uh, it's unfortunate. I don't know. Uh, people in, in the chat, I, I know, uh, the great NATO says, uh, he did not like the art. He says the art was kind of wonky. Um, mm-hmm. what did everybody else think? Uh, it, it, great NATO also says that it feels a uh, very, very rushed. Uh, and so I don't know if it feels rushed, but it just, it's not a good match. Yeah. And I wonder if that feeling of it feels rushed isn't actually intentional where it's, you know, the art is designed to kind of, you know, give you the implication of speed. You know how speed lines in mm-hmm. the comics will mm-hmm. work. You're trying to, you know, do something like that on, the scale of a whole issue, but uh, I agree that you can definitely, if, if that is what is happening, you can definitely read that as, Oh, this feels like, you know, somebody really rushed through the art. Okay. Look, I, I found the perfect combo for this. If you go, okay. for those of you who went and got the variant cover arts. So in mm-hmm. our review copy that we got from Titan and maybe in the print copies, it also includes all of the variant co- uh, covers. There is a, uh, cover on the very last page, uh, it's called the Hogjaw Retailer Exclusive from Afu Chan, and it's a very <laughs> anime styled um, 
very anime styled cover. If that was the art in the interior, this story would work. This story would work if that were, if that were the art. It, it's it's you know probably this artist take on kind of like a Batman the animated series or a Justice League series. Right. If you look at that variant cover and you say, okay, put that in every single page of this series, this would be an off the chart book. Now, can you tell me why every time I try to type the words "cowboy bebop" on a keyboard? I inevitably type B blop. Uh, Why does know. that happen? I don't know. You've got uh, I, fat fingers. Your mother. I mean, the L and are right next to one another. I am a typist, my friend. But yeah, I, I actually agree with you on that art. I really do like that art. And I'm wondering if, you know, the question of, hey, should that not have been the art on the interior is not one that we could ask dear guys. Should this not have been? Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, here's the thing. Um, mm -hmm. we, uh, as fans, and this is something we're that guys. I think that, that no, 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 not the fact that we're guys, we as fans, and this is mm -hmm. for everybody to pay attention to, because I think this is where fans, uh, misunderstand how art is created. So art is created, eh, not necessarily in a vacuum, but art is created separately without feedback from the patron, the buyer, the customer, the fan, whatever, right? So mm -hmm. for what this is, Titan Comics said, Dan Waters, uh, Lamar Mathurin, uh, Roman Titov, please mm -hmm. go out and create a Cowboy Bebop story set in the Netflix universe. And please turn in your, your story and we as editors will give you feedback on that and we will try to work together to craft what we think is a, a, a good piece of art. Nobody goes out to uh, intentionally create bad art or a bad right. product, right? So what happens then is all of these people who are credited on, on this piece and they've done a great job for their jobs, uh, they go out and they create and they don't take input from anyone else than their employer. In this case, probably their editor um, is probably going to be their, their main person on this, right? Mm -hmm. Group editor, Jake Devine. And that's it. Okay. Titan Comics and these creators do not and should not be expected to be listening to fans and say, make this. This is the problem with the Netflix series is the... Uh, anime stands were all like, you must make Cowboy Bebop, the Netflix series, exactly like the anime series. And that's not how art works. Once the art is done, right, and we get this comic in our hands, then we as fans and reviewers and pundits and whoever else, critics, then you have the option to say, well, this is what I like and this is what I don't like. But you can't pre-critique and pre-define um, and tell artists how they're supposed to make their stuff mm -hmm. You can uh, before it is, it is made, right? There's this great thing where uh, I think it was the statue of David, right? And, and Michelangelo is working on the statue of David and uh, the town mayor comes in or whoever was commissioning the piece and is like, hey, I'm Michelangelo. Uh, didn't say it like that because then Michelangelo would look at him and go, why are you doing a racist uh, Italian stereotype? <laughs> and, and the town mayor was like, that's a big nose on that Michelangelo. I insist you go up there 
and you knock, uh, you make that nose smaller. And so Michelangelo's like shrugs the shoulders, goes up there and you see him with the hammer and chisel chiseling away at, at, uh, David's nose. Right. But because David stands so high, uh, the guy down on the ground didn't see that Michelangelo just had a whole bunch of marble dust in his hand. And as he was pretending to tink, 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 tink on the statue, he was really letting all that marble dust fall down onto the ground. And so then when he came back down, the, the patron or whoever it was like, ah, perfect. You did a great job. Michelangelo didn't do anything to that statue. Michelangelo needs to create art uh, in the vacuum. He needs to be able to create it without having to worry about uh, some fan coming in and saying, Michelangelo, you're the worst, right? You don't know how to do noses. Wait until <laughs> Michelangelo is done and then critique him on the nose. Wait until Right. And if know, he creates it in a vacuum, that will actually clean up the marble dust. And then, you know, but so, so the other thing is, and I know that that's that my thing that I've just described, that we need to wait until the artist finished before we critique it, mm-hmm. um, is not a popular one with fans. Okay. Of, of any, of any medium, right. Music fans, comic book fans, movie fans, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Zack Snyder fans where Ceiling the fans. fans where the fans, Rob Liefeld fans, uh, where the fans think that they get to dictate how their product is created. Um, a lot of people, and and so you need to wait now, uh, in some cases and very rare cases that has the creators have listened to, well, I'm not even sure it's the creators, the, uh, the, uh, the patron has listened to the fans and changed the art before it was released. The case of Sonic the Hedgehog is what I'm talking about, where, you know, uh, Sony or whoever released that first trailer with the awful Sonic in it, and the fans were just like, oh, this is crappy. And then uh, Sony was like, hey, we listened to you, so we're going back and we're redoing the entire CG with all of the Sonic the, the way you like him. And somehow we did this in less than two days. There you go. I, I know that some people are like, go down into that conspiracy hole of, uh, it was all a setup from the beginning so they could get more attention to the, to the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I understand that side of it, but I'm not sure that, I don't know what I'm saying is we should not ahead of time go to Titan and say, before this first issue was released and said, Hey, I hope you're, or you better make sure that your interior art is the same as that one variant cover that you solicited three months ago, or else you guys are going to suck. That's not our, that's not as fans. We shouldn't be doing that. We can say after the fact, oh man, you guys, I wish you would have done that. I like this art better, but it's still mm-hmm. up to Titan to shrug their shoulders and go, eh, we like this. And if you don't, yeah. that's fine. Go, go on and buy a different product. And you know, that's, that's unfortunate. Well, and it, it, it really does speak to something that we bump into a lot is that feeling of, are you a fan? Yes. Does that mean you own Right. Have, yeah, you don't you know, own the art. Yeah. Exactly. You don't own anything about Star Wars or the X-Men or Batman. And you know, it even if you love something and it goes someplace that you don't like, you know, if you have an issue like this where it's not to your liking, that doesn't mean you can't go back to that original anime. And I feel like that's the big question that we right. have to ask is is it better for Titan to try something new? And the answer to me is yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. always, always, anytime I want something new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would rather have this than, you know, them doing a comic book adaptation of 
the first episode of the Cowboy Bebop anime series or an, a direct adaptation <laughs> of the Netflix series, because I, I right. think that that would not work in either case. I'm glad mm-hmm. that people like to try something new. Uh, we then get into the other argument of, well, the customer's always right, and I'm the customer. Well, customer here's the thing. Nine. The customer, thats I don't know where that came from. Um, I'm not sure that I agree with it customer. 100%. Um, but no, it was, it was some, you know, CEO guy going, listen to your customers. They're always right. They'll tell you exactly what you're, you need to succeed. And it's like, no, that's not always the case. Um, because otherwise Sam Raimi would have directed all the Spider-Man movies and that would not have been a good thing. Um, but the customer is always right. If that is your attitude, you should stop and say, okay, instead of whining and bitching and threatening and, you know, slandering people, the other option is speak with your wallet that if you want somebody to change something, then, then speak with your wallet. Um, just say, Hey, I'm not going to buy this product anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's, it fascinates me, fascinates me. The number of people who whine and complain about Jeff Bezos being rich. I hate you, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is the worst. Jeff Bezos is the worst thing to come along. Here, Jeff Bezos, take 50 of my dollars. Yeah, Jeff Bezos, you suck. Here's 25 of my dollars. If you don't want Jeff Bezos to be rich, stop using Amazon. Cancel your Amazon accounts. But you can't blame Jeff Bezos for being rich because you keep giving him money. So you can't complain to Netflix and say, you're the worst company in the world. Here's my next month's subscription or my next month's payment and expect Netflix to listen to you. Does that make sense? Netflix isn't going to listen to you if you're already giving them money. You've already succeeded in that transaction. That's all Netflix (laughs) cares about, right? Jeff Bezos could give two craps what you think about him because he's already got your money for the year for Amazon Prime and he already got your money that you you use to buy your your wife's Christmas presents or whatever. So he could care two, two craps about any of that. But if you then go and say, hey, I'm no longer going to, I'm going to cancel my Amazon Prime account. I don't care about the new season of The Expanse. Hey, I'm going to cancel my Netflix account. Uh, I don't care about this. If you go out and say, hey, I bought your first issue of Cowboy Bebop number one Titan Comics, and it really wasn't for me. I'm not going to buy any more. Maybe if you did some things different in the future, I might come back. It's up to you to do that. But for now, I'm not going to buy issue number two. And so the sales drop on two and three and four. And then when the series is over, Titan will look at it and say, well, this didn't really sell the way we expected. Maybe we can try something else again in the future, or maybe we won't do uh, Cowboy Bebop has a comic book again in the future, or they may look at the sales and say, yeah, we had a little bit of drop off, but overall, this is a fairly strong title. Let's keep doing what we've been doing. So that's, you know, fans uh, take some of that in, 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 uh, and, and think about it because I think that, um, I think that that is where a lot of toxic fandom comes from in this, uh, entitlement aspect of, I know better than, than the artist. It's a long rant for this, Matthew. You have anything else you want to add? Mm, Jeff Bezos sucks. Stop giving him money. Stop giving well, him money. Think I give him any money? How I'm do just you saying, know I give him any money? You don't I'm just know saying, where I get my money. If you are using Amazon, you can't complain about Jeff Bezos being rich. I think I can, though. I mean, it's like that cartoon of "I believe society needs to be improved," and yet you participate in society. <laughs> no, I'm not quite. Not quite like that. Not it's not uh, quite like uh, that. But in uh, any case. Yeah, 
In any case, dear readers uh, and dear listeners, we want to thank all of the awesome people hanging out in the Dueling Review chat room this week uh, who participated in voting who participated in voting for the new comic that we are reviewing uh, this week. Here's how you can participate and get us to go off into long diatribes uh, on next week's show. Simply point your browser to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Sign up. Go to the Dueling Review for February 2nd. Look at all the comics that are coming out next week because there's a lot of them. Find the one you want us to review and use the comment section. And then at the end of the week, I will go through and I will tabulate up all of the votes and nominations. And we will then have a comic to read next time we meet. Thursday nights, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time in the Major Spoilers Discord server for our patrons. Phew. Go read some comics, everybody. Be good to one another. This podcast is copyright 2022 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.